All right, everybody, and welcome back to the Business of Fitness Podcast. I'm Jason Klepa, and today, MDV and I are going to dive into this conversation of, quote, the difference maker. Now, if you've been listening to our show for a while, perhaps you heard us on our previous channel through the Shrug Collective, or perhaps you've been listening to us on the Business of Fitness channel for almost two years now. MDV's been on uh, uh, so many episodes. His background, he coached for a long time on the East Coast. Uh, went to law school, started working for Reebok, and now he's been in charge of uh, fitness for the organization, our organization, for a lot of years. And him and I, we were having a conversation earlier about a gym who is saying, "Hey, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm having an issue because we sell programming. So NC Fit has three verticals to its business. It has open to the public, corporate wellness, and then this digital arm of our business where we create our own app." to put out our plans that we use for our coaches to other gyms. Mm -hmm. And this gym called us and said, Hey, I'm concerned about another gym down the street that might be using the same program. And we don't tell people to promote that they're using ours. It's just, if they want to promote it, great. If they don't, that's fine too. We're just simply trying to provide these tools. And this gym said that, you know, they were really, really concerned about it because they felt like the programming was the difference maker. And I think MDV and I have a little bit of a different perspective on that. And so we wanted to dive into this concept of what is a difference maker for a boutique fitness center? And is it the programming or is it a lot of other things? So thanks for joining this episode. MDV, let's start there, man. I mean, could could it be said that the programming itself mm-hmm. is the difference maker? Uh, I mean, you could certainly make the argument that the programming could be a, a major contributing factor to being a difference maker. You know, we're in the business of putting out programming, and I think we do a damn good job. I think we have some of the best programming in the world. We consider a lot of factors. We test it. It's it's gone through multiple layers of review. It is specifically tailored to be run within the four walls of a functional training facility, thinking about timeline, uh, number of athletes, equipment usage, not only those things, but also a lot of the other things that go into making a world-class program. You know, are you hitting the variables that you want to hit? Are you hitting the different types of stimulus? Are you uh, making sure that you don't have too much interference between different days of the week, not only in uh, major movement function, but loading, time domain, equipment usage, all those kinds of things. There's a lot of things that go into making a program great. And I think that at NC Fit, we do a fantastic job of that. But you have to try really, really hard, I think, to make a really bad program, right? You have to do a lot of things wrong for functional training programming to be really bad. And if you are within the four walls of your business and you're worried that somebody has similar workouts as you down the street, I think you have much bigger problems. I I don't think that the workouts, the actual 21-15-9s that you have going on in your gym are the major difference maker between the 21-15-9s that somebody has going on down the street. I just don't think that. And if you do... I mean, maybe you can make the argument that it, there's some differences and like the programming in, in one sense is better than the other, but there are 
other major, major elements that are determining factors for whether people are walking through your doors or walking through someone else's. Yeah. And a great way to think about this, and the reason why this topic is the difference maker, is that this person was making the argument that simply based on the programming, that that was a, a challenge. And I'm saying that there's just so many factors involved, but if you get wrapped up in thinking that the program is your difference maker, I think you're you're probably not thinking about it as a business owner. I, I don't think you're thinking big enough picture. That's a very, very narrow viewpoint to take, I, I would say. You know, when you think about our session plans, our programming that we put out to our locations and the rest of the world is we test, we retest. We have a team of people that are supporting this. And I think that we spend more time on it than probably anybody else in the industry. But I could sit here and say that I don't believe that in itself, we could have the best program on the planet. Downstairs right now, we have a gym. We have a lot of members. We have successful locations, whatever. I don't know if they, it needs to be a good program. It needs to be thought out. It needs to be portrayed you know, effectively. But the difference maker is everything else that happens around that program. The program is a prerequisite to us opening up a location. It needs yeah, to be good, right? For sure. It needs to be good. But everything else needs to be great all around it. And the programming needs to be great as well. But we can't forget about everything else that goes into it. And looking at restaurants, I think it's a great example. My wife and I just got back from Chicago. And we were meeting with the, some gym owners and stuff out there. And we went to a restaurant. And the food was good. The food mm -hmm. was good, right? We went to another restaurant. Similar type of food, right? So you can look at it like programming. You have functional training over here. I'm getting Italian. I'm going to another functional training facility. I'm getting Italian again. <laughs> and the prerequisite is that the food is going to be good, yeah. right? I mean, if, if you don't have good food, if you don't have good programming, we have an issue. But what makes me go back to one Italian restaurant instead of the other, assuming even if the food was a tad bit better, is the experience. How am I getting greeted? What does the service look like? What type of in, uh, additional components do they bring to the table? They're going to make me feel like they appreciate my business. They appreciate me. They enhance my experience to the little details. For sure. And that's really the, the kicker here. That's, that right there is the difference maker. The difference maker is that. Yep. You know what I mean? I, I agree with you. It, and like I, th I think what you're alluding to there is a lot of the difference maker is people and relationships. And like you're saying, when you walk through the door, are you greeted by whether it's the front desk member or the coach? How does that coach handle you as a member? How do they handle the class? What's their energy and enthusiasm like? How do they actually coach you through the workout? How do they handle new members? How do they handle guests? All those kinds of things go into the experience that really is uh, – the difference maker, how they handle relationships, similar to how you go into a restaurant, right? The food can be fucking fantastic, but if you have a waiter who's either unattentive checked or out. rude yeah. or is just, yeah, completely checked out, you're probably not going to go back to that restaurant. Or if you go back, you're going to be like, hey, I don't want that guy. And it's only a matter of time before you eventually go, you know what? I don't want to go there anymore. Yeah. And so I think for those of us in the fitness space, that look at just programming at, as the difference maker, I think we're making a mistake. I think we're focusing on something that oftentimes when you hear a member who complains about programming, and we've had this tons of times, what you really need to think about is why is that person complaining about the program? Mm. Is it the program that's really not right? Or is it other factors that they're incorporating? For example, someone says, hey, you know what? I need to cancel my membership because the programming isn't right. Well, hey, John, 
How many times a week are you coming in? What does your sleep look like? What does your nutrition look like? What do your goals look like? And when you really start breaking it down, oftentimes people have a tendency to focus on things that are outside of their control for why they aren't as successful as they could be. Mm -hmm. Programming for the average gym member could be outside of their control. So it's easy for them to blame it on that. And they go to another gym and all of a sudden they end up blaming it on that again. And they go to another gym. But what they need to do is take a hard look and say, hey, maybe it's not the, the program that's the issue. Maybe it's my consistency. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's and and I think as gym owners, it's important for us to take to look at it the exact same way. So when we look at it, can we blame the lack of success in our business or the success specifically on programming, or should we say, hey, let's look at this holistically? It's not just this one factor. This is a piece of the puzzle. But what else are we not doing on a consistent, regular basis that's keeping the members coming back in the door? Yeah, for sure. You know, I I think you make a really good point there when people start complaining about the program. I actually think that there's two sides to this too. Like one, when people leave because they don't like the programming, they're usually leaving because of something else. At least in my experience in the 12 years I've been doing this, I really haven't seen anybody like really identify or the programming is so bad that I have to leave and go find somewhere else. There's always additional reasons. There's always another reason. The other side of this is like as a coach and as an owner explaining to people why programming is it's important, but why there are so many other things that go into your fitness, your overall well-being and why you might not be seeing the types of results that you want to get is really important. And I think bridging the gap for those people is another element of a world-class experience, whether you're educating your members on nutrition, on recovery, on sleep, on, on overtraining. Are they actually coming in and doing too much and not giving the requisite intensity that they might be able to give? And that part of the equation for coaches and owners adds to the member experience in a way that we're talking about becomes more of a difference maker than just having workouts on paper. You know, a really good way that I was just thinking about this to summarize this conversation to help lead in is let's just say for someone listening right now, they own a gym, they're a coach. What do they think is the perfect program, the perfect And if they think that they could put out the absolute perfect program, the best ever, will that and that alone with nothing else considered lead to a successful location, right? And I'd say, no, No, it can't just be that, right? How many restaurants do you know that might have the best souffle you've ever had in your entire life? And you may never heard of, hear about it. Because maybe everything else just isn't rocking and rolling. Yeah. Maybe they don't have the right facility. Maybe they don't keep it clean. Maybe they don't have the right team in place. Maybe they don't market effectively. Maybe, right? They could, and, and I think when you think about these programs, it's not just about, like you said, the 2159. It's about, well, what are we giving to our coaches to allow them to put out the best product on the floor across the board? Yeah. Not just the workout, yeah. right? But what coaching tools am I going to give them to help enhance the experience? How am I going to encourage them to greet people at the whiteboard and effectively communicate what the workout is, why we're doing it, and get people to have a good time? Yeah. Right? For sure. That's the difference maker, man. Making people feel like they want to leave that gym 
Go to a local Starbucks and go tell everybody around them how fired up they are for their experience they just had at your location. Yeah. And th- this, the statement I'm about to make shouldn't really break anybody's brains right now who's listening to this because if you just listen to the past 10 minutes or so, this should be obvious. Even in our own business, in the NC Fit Collective, this is going to sound crazy when I say it. Yeah. The programming isn't necessarily the difference maker. The programming is, is amazing. I, it's I take, a prerequisite. It I take a good. lot of time and, yeah. and effort. Obviously, it's my job to make sure the programming is amazing. But in our own business, the difference maker are the tools and the resources that you're going to get as a coach and an owner to go out there and administer the workouts in a way that is logical, lively, eventful, actionable coaching, the, how you go out there and you teach, see, and correct the, the lesson plans and, and all the materials that we put out there to support the programming that in, enhances your relationship with your athletes on the floor. That is the difference maker for us. The, the 21s, the 15s, and 9s, we can move those things around. We can take them out. We can switch them up. It doesn't matter as much as the support materials that you guys will get to go out there and bring to life the workouts. And that's the difference maker. Well, I think where, where, where our industry has gone wrong over the years is, and maybe it's because of the sports side, or I'm not quite sure, but I think we're so wrapped up in maybe spending hours, right? Some owners might spend hours trying to think about the perfect workout. But where I think it's really important is let's talk about the perfect experience, right? It's not the perfect workout. It's what could I do to support my team so that these individuals that come in are getting renewed every single day, every single day. Our member is one bad experience away from never coming back in again. Mm -hmm. And so what does that look like? And what can I do as an owner to forget about just the, the, you know, X's and O's, right? The X's and O's need to take care of them. They're going to be there, but all the other factors that come into play. And I feel like that's really where it's easy for us as owners to get wrapped up in this idea of like coming up with these programs because it's something that we enjoy doing. And so we find ourselves gravitating towards it. But how about all the other intangibles that we're not in place on our team where we're having weekly team meetings, right? We're trying to look at quarterly um, how are our coaches in our flow and what's our retention rate yeah. been like, right? If you're having retention rates over 3%, if you're losing over 3% of your membership every month, it, it's not, it, it might be the program, right? Maybe your program is just back squats every day, but for the most part, it's probably just not either not sharing the why behind it or just not improving and having an optimal experience. Yeah. I'm really fired up about this because dude, I've been traveling around me with a bunch of gym owners and I just hear all these guys that want to get wrapped up in a singular focus, but they're forgetting that it's just doing the common, that the, the really common things, the very, the very fundamentals, just really, really well every single day. I, I agree with you a hundred percent, Jason. Like, I, I think a lot of people get wrapped around the axle with programming because you know you dedicate your life to this thing. You are really passionate about human movement, obviously. And you like to be like the creator in the fucking laboratory. Yeah. And like you like to see people like writhing in pain on the floor from something you created and you get a lot of satisfaction out of, oh, that was an awesome workout coach, all that kind of good stuff. Yeah, that's great. It's fun. Awesome. But <laughs> here's the deal. Like you just said, the other stuff is more important. 
The other stuff is more important. Are you developing your trainers? Are you giving them feedback? Are you meeting with them on a monthly basis to talk about team goals and coaching goals and all those types of things? Are you investing in the development of them, you know, through things like creating session plans or subscribing to a service that gives you session plans and stuff? All of those things are going to make the people on your team better to deliver a better experience. You spending hours and hours and hours, you know, with your pen on a legal pad trying to draw up the perfect program doesn't matter as much as that other stuff. It just doesn't. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny. Yesterday I was on the phone with an owner and I was just sharing with him just a few things that I thought he could do. And he, he knew what they were. He just... I, I just think we get caught up in our silo and we forget that it's just these little things every day. If you spend one hour a day just on the assault bike, 30 minutes you spend on the assault bike. And while you're on the assault bike for 30 minutes, she's brainstorming your head. How can I improve our members experience today? Looking around the gym, where are the inconsistencies at? Where is the flow look like when someone enters our gym? Are we finishing classes on time? Are we providing peak value? How clean is the gym? And you just sit there for 30 minutes. You just think about yourself. If I was a customer walking in here, what would my initial reactions be? And it's tough as an owner mm -hmm. because you can't see the forest of the trees sometimes. It's just like when you go into a new restaurant or you go into a new coffee bar and you look at it, you're like, wow, I'm really impressed by the attention to detail on these things. Wow, that customer experience was phenomenal. I'm coming back here again. As an owner, ride the assault bike for 30 minutes and think about those experiences you've had in your life where the service is just second to none. And then how can you look at your business and start saying to yourself, okay, just because we've done something this way for X amount of years doesn't mean we need to continue to do it. Why can't we shift it up and add a greater level of service? Yeah. You know, we, we, we were having a collective summit here this weekend. We're really excited about, we're having 60 gym owners come in who utilize our, our services. We were, we've spent months planning this months and we have a ton of goodie bags and thank you cards and, and all kinds of stuff for them. And we as an organization are really trying to step up our game because the industry is evolving. You know, if you're out there and you're looking at orange theories of the world or different companies, they're evolving and we need to be ahead of them. And we're not going to beat them on marketing budget. We're not going to beat them on um, maybe optimizing square foot, whatever. But where we can win in our industry is servicing so well that people go and tell everybody else about it because that's what we were founded on in the functional training CrossFit space was, was that mm -hmm. right. Yeah. And with all these other people coming in the space, we just need to keep stepping our game up and it's not just the programming. It's everything else. Yeah. Do you think this is a function of owners and coaches just being comfortable yeah. doing programming? You know, it's comfortable. I mean, yeah. it's fun. You get to, like I said before, create and be, uh, you know, wrapped up in this world of movement and barbells and equipment and loading and volume. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Well, I mean, ask yourself this question, right? Like, I mean, I actually, I know your answer. I'm going to ask you, like, would you rather, for example, sit and program, right? Or would you rather go out and go try and get 10, 20 new leads for this location? I imagine you would prefer to program, right? Yes. Based on, now based that's on what I do for the Now company, that's your job, yes. right? Yes. But like for me, you know, I'm out trying to build our business and do things yep. and the, the, the reality is, is that if you're an owner, right, and you have the same mindset as MDV, MDV likes to do these things and he's very talented at it, but that's his job. MDV is not sales and marketing, but if you're owning a business 
and you wear many hats, you might need to take a step back from what you like to do and go do what you need to do. Yes. I think that that's, that ultimately is part of the lesson here. It's like programming is sexy. It's fun. It is. Cleaning the bathrooms is not sexy and not fun. And arguably having that clean bathroom is more important than whether or not you're doing 21, 15, 9, thruster and pull up at 135 today or you want to do 95 65 right the bathroom is more important in that equation like if you're agonizing over little decisions like that and other things in your business are suffering i think you're making a, a monumental mistake yeah and some people listening to this might disagree with us right they might say no the 2159 at 135 but i would i would encourage you to 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 slow down for a second and just ask yourself like you know we're not saying we don't put thought. We put more thought into our programs than, I mean, we test workouts every day. We, we, we have a team of what, eight people now that full-time that just do programming for us. It, but we are coming at it from a business that sells programming saying that we can't just be so centrally focused on that one thing, right? If you're doing it yourself, create the plans around it. It's not just the workout. How much time do you spend on the actual workout versus what surrounds the workout. Oh, the supporting materials take more time for sure. And at, as they should, like I said before, it's, it, they are the more important part of this equation. I'm not after whether or not one workout is going to be great. I'm not after whether or not a week of workouts is going to be great. I am after whether or not a whole year, two years, three years are going to be great. And not only great for you as an owner, great for your members, obviously, but great for your coaches from a development perspective. That's really what we're looking at in the collective here. I don't care. It's going to sound silly, but I don't care about one workout in a vacuum. If we have a lemon of a workout for some reason that slips through after testing and all that stuff, which is extremely, extremely rare, okay, we can learn from it and get better. We will not have lemons like that. But over the course of being a subscribed member to the collective, your coaches need to be reading the session plans, reviewing them before they go out on the floor, practicing the different progressions and the different elements of the teaching portions that we're putting in there, looking at the scaling options and thinking about those things three, four, five, six weeks down the road when something else comes up and now they're better because of it. Yeah, they're enhancing, you're enhancing their skills. Yes. And when your team starts to feel like they're getting educated, your retention will be better with those teams. That's one of the main things I'm going to actually talk about this weekend at the summit. And I'm glad you brought it up. This is a topic that I think we should do on another podcast is retention of coaches. I don't think you're going to be able to keep everybody forever. And, and I don't think that can be your expectation, right? What you need to be doing is developing these people as professionals, life skills, not only as coaches, but as professional trainers and things that they can go and do outside of your business. And, teaching them and giving them skills and resources and tools that makes them a more talented professional as a whole. Well, and, and you know, I, I want to, this is a really interesting topic actually for our industry. I think a lot of people, they get into CrossFit in particular because they like to learn and develop new skills. It, it's fun for them. And when you stop learning, I think some of our coaches start to get turned off a little bit. Mm. And so, you know, for our members, one of the reasons why we have members here for so many years is that they're coming in for a fun workout. They're getting a good sweat, good workout, of course, but they're also learning something. And when our membership keeps learning, they want to continue to come back in on a regular basis because yeah. they're inspired. 
But now how do we take that same approach we do for our members and then also provide it to our coaches? Mm -hmm. They need to have fun. They need to have a good workout, whatever. But they also need to learn as a, and, and if as an owner, it's, it's a, priority for us to supply that yeah because sure. if we don't then maybe they feel like they're stagnant in their progression and we're not just talking about financially we, we take care of that too but it's also just on a regular basis actually just as a human being wanting to learn something new yeah yep it's, it's a that's a really interesting topic and so i think you know to summarize where this conversation is going it really got me just it, it really just um was something that kind of spun me up that Someone can think that just because someone down the street from them is following the same program that they need to now change their program, right? I would say there's so many factors that play into a successful location that the program is a very, you know, it's a prerequisite, but it's a piece of the overarching puzzle. And if you're overly focused on just that piece, maybe you're forgetting about the entire puzzle. Just like you could have... 50 Italian restaurants in a small city, but you'll have certain ones that are going to stand out. And the ones that stand out traditionally, they have the prerequisite of solid food, Mm -hmm. which everybody should be supplying, but they do it better than the rest because of the overarching experience. They train their team, they develop their team, they set clear expectations. And that's what we're striving to do at our locations. And I hope other people are as well, because that right there is the difference maker. And not only, like you were just saying, I think you said it perfectly, not only doing that one time, right? being able to replicate it consistently, no matter who's standing up there on the floor delivering the workout, right? All of your coaches, all of your trainers, you yourself, it should be the standard across your organization. And every day, the monotony of consistency leads to greatness. Yeah. And just to kind of put a pin in that, I mean, think about like top end anything, top end cars, top end restaurants, top end, oh, maybe not cars, top end hotels, right? These top end, they have similar beds. They have similar walls. They have similar pools. They have similar everything. But the difference maker is how you feel. The difference maker is the experience. Mm. And so for those of you who are getting wrapped up in the bed, the bed is a piece, right? And it's an important piece, but it's a piece. But what people remember is how you make them feel, right? For sure. And so guys, that I just got all fired up on this subject because I think that as owners, sometimes we gravitate towards the things that, that we're comfortable with, like MDV was talking about earlier. And I think that we have an obligation to, to take a step back, look at our business, and just start asking yourself, you know, get inspired by other businesses. I walk into hotels, restaurants, this and that on a regular basis, and I'm evaluating what are they doing better than we're doing at our business? Wow, that person is really good at their job. What can I learn from them? What are they doing to make me feel so good right now? I think everybody should go out there, go do that. Keep raising the bar. Keep making it happen. Anything else on the difference maker, man? I feel like we just went into it. I think we really got after it. I, I, I hope that people walk away from this conversation and, you know, take a good look at what they're doing as a whole and, you know, stop, stop blaming these, like these elements like programming or, you know, the gym down the street just got three new barbells or whatever. Like, it's not that. That is not the reason right now that either your people are leaving your business or you're struggling or X, Y, or Z. Yep. It's how you treat people. It's how your coaches go out there and deliver the product. And all of those things swirl around 
relationships, and people. It's funny. This is coming from a group of guys who, as a piece of our business, sell programs, right? But we're sitting here saying that that's just a piece of everything else. And if we told you it was the most important factor, just the actual program, not all the other tools we give, we'd be misleading you. And on this podcast, we're about raising the bar and rising the tides. So get out there, raise the bar, rise the the tides. tides. Uh, Hit us up on social media. Let us know what you're looking for. Um, You could... uh, you know, go to the NC Fit Collective Instagram. You can go to Jason Kalipa. Uh, it's, is it underscore MDV or MD? at MDV? Yeah. At M dot D dot V. Something like that. Yeah. You'll find me. You, you'll find them. And uh, hit us up. I hope everybody's having a great day. Keep uh, raising the bar. And we'll talk to you guys again next week. Let's go.